Dear Father, we give you thanks and praise for the immensity of the blessings that we have received. God, I, I thank you for how gracious and kind you have been to us. And Lord, for those that would say today, this is a difficult time, a difficult day, Lord, I pray that you'd wrap your arms around them, that you'd love them, and that you'd remind them of the reasons to be thankful, of reasons to be to give you praise because of who you are, not just for what you've done, and for what you will do, for how you will redeem all things, how you will make all things right one day for all who believe and trust you and follow you as Lord and Savior. And so, Lord, today we give you thanks that we get to land, live in a land of plenty. Lord, we give you thanks that you have placed people in our lives who care. We give you thanks that you've given us people to love and an opportunity to bless and an opportunity to make an impact, even if that's not financial, within our financial means. God, I, I thank you. And Lord, I thank you that you give us the opportunity to bring you praise, which is the chief purpose for which we exist. Let that be true of our hearts today, that we are people of praise, that find our joy and our purpose in praising you. And we give you all the glory. Amen. The following proclamation was made by Governor Bradford in 1623, three years after the pilgrims had land, landed at Plymouth Rock. At a time where they had lost uh, well over 60% of the people who had come with them through death, through disease, through the elements, through multiple reasons, they had lost much and had little. But the governor said this, Inasmuch as the great Father has given us this year, and we have received our crops, the corn, the wheat, the peas, the squashes, the garden vegetables, and He has made the forests which abound with game and the sea with fish and clams, inasmuch He has protected us from the savages, He has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. Now I, your magistrate, do proclaim to you the pilgrims with you and your wives and your children do gather with me at this meeting house on the hill between the hours of 9 and 12 on this day, on Thursday, November 29th of the year of our Lord, 1,623, and the third year since the pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. And there, listen to your pastor and render thanksgiving to the Almighty God for His blessings. The joy of thanksgiving. The joy that we can experience, even as the pilgrims did, when it has come upon the heels of suffering and of difficult time. David knows this too well as a man who has watched the Philistines as a child come into his land and pillage his country to a group of people who his forefathers had wandered throughout the desert for over 40 years. He's heard the stories and the difficult times his nation has had, but now it is a time to give praise and to give thanksgiving. War will not be over. Death will not end. 
The difficult circumstances will not cease. But it is a time to give worship and thanks. And so he proclaims to the people, as the ark has come, as Jerusalem has been established as the national capital, as the offerings have been given to the Lord God, he says, sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day by day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among the people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the other gods are simply idols. But the Lord has made the heavens. He said, sing and tell of his wondrous works. You know, I'm so thankful that I get to tell you in my life about the wondrous, wondrous works of God. About how he has blessed me. How he has given me a, a great family and a great wife and, and great children. I get to tell you of a great, of great parents and of brothers that God has blessed with me. I even love my in-laws. I mean, it's great. You know, I want to thank God. It's a good life and I have been blessed and I am thankful and I am grateful. I am grateful uh, that I get to be a pastor of this church. I am humbled by it. I'm humbled by how far God has brought us from a home where there were about 20 of us meeting and how God has blessed us and brought us to this place. I'm thankful for a staff who loves the Lord, a staff who is not driven by ego or their own selfish ambitions, but they are servants of the Lord. For an elder board who loves the Lord and who whose ego does not get in the way of the leadership of this church. I am thankful for servants in this church who serve in our preschool and our children and our men's and our women's and our youth ministry. I, I'm thankful for a church that says, you know what? We want to pack food. We, we recognize that children in Haiti and Sri Lanka and other countries, in particular these, these shipments have gone to Haiti, when he tells you they'll have a meal for lunch, that's their meal for the day. It's not like they got breakfast and dinner like us. It's not like us. We have lunch. We go, well, what's for dinner? That, that was it. But there's 700 and, over 720 children who will eat this year daily because of a church who gave over $42,000 and who came up and packed. Matter of fact, it, it, it's well over 100. It's probably closer to $125,000 over the last 20 months. And over 400,000 meals. And there were nearly 900 of you that came and packed food. Isn't that amazing? I'm thankful and grateful. You know, and you know what also is amazing? And those of you members, you say, I know, I know, I've helped do this. We just did this right after a campaign in which $4.4 million was committed, which is well over 50% of what we will need. Do you realize that we, God has blessed our church in a, in a tough economic time. We have never gone backwards financially. Every year we have experienced increase. We've experienced increase in people. Matter of fact, uh, over 75 people trusted Christ this year and followed in believers baptism. Uh, we continue to send people out on the mission field. There are three people full time on the mission field right now that we are sponsoring. We continue to plant churches. God continues to allow us to be a part of what He's doing. And it's amazing, and I'm grateful, and I'm thankful. 
And I'm thankful about what He's going to do in the future. Not just today. I'm thankful that, that some of you right here today are going to be called on, be called to the mission field. Some of you are. Some of you are going to go overseas. Some of you are going to go help us plant churches. Matter of fact, next week, part of our worship team won't be here. They'll be helping with one of the churches that we're partnering with and planting. I'm thankful that God has given us this opportunity in that He's going to allow us to plant other churches that have the same vision that want to receive people and to equip them. I'm thankful that over 800 people are impacted through Bible study each week at our church. I'm thankful that people are being impacted and that are receiving Christ and feeling called to the mission field. I'm thankful that people are being sent out. I'm thankful about all the people that have left this year to go and make an impact in other countries and in other areas. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Hey, it, it is a rare blessing. And sometimes I just want to pinch myself and say, God, I can't believe you, that you allow me, uh, a Southwest Louisiana boy, okay, who graduated. I don't like to brag a lot, but I, I graduated number five in my class of 18. And um, I know you're impressed now and you should be. I'm so thankful for what God has done and for what God is doing and for what God will do. I don't want us to ever be cursed by the blessing. What do I mean be cursed by the blessing? You know, when we just read that last verse, it said, you know, we want to praise God above other gods because the other gods are idols. And we go, boy, I'm so thankful we don't have idols today. Those ignorant people back then, they were always worshiping idols. What was wrong? I'm so, we're so much more educated. We're so much more sophisticated than that. But yet we have idols. You know what? One of my idols I struggle with, I don't like to, are we taping this service? Because I don't think I want this going out. But one of mine is football. And the crazy thing is I don't even play it. I just watch it. <laughs> and I can become obsessed with it. I can watch it on Friday and Saturday and Sunday and I can tape it and I can rewatch it like I didn't get enough the first time or like something's going to happen different. And I can make just an idol out of that. But you know what? Some of you make an idol out of the next car you're going to get. The next home. And your energy and your mind becomes consumed with that. And I don't have time to worship. I don't have time to serve because i got to get this home. i got to get this car. I gotta get this amount of money. And we're not any better than the people we think we're so primitive. We, it's just a lot shinier and nicer and we call them names that are very palatable. What about you? Who's your God? Who really receives the thanks? Where does your mind go? Where does your energy go? Where do your resources go? Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among the people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise, for He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. He is the Creator. He created you. He created all that we have. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy in his dwelling place. Ascribe, give credit to, recognize the Lord, 
O families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Do you realize that you, the greatest purpose that you were created for was to bring God glory? Do you also realize that there is not another being in the world that is more joyful and more glorious and more happy than God Himself? He's a lot more joyful than we are. I think sometimes we think, make me happy, kids. That's not God. He is experiencing the joy of heaven on a daily basis. And He wants us to just get a taste of the Lord and see that He's good. He wants us to experience the joy and the fullness of knowing Him. And that comes most when we are giving thanks and praise to Him. It's why we're created. It's why we're still here on this earth. We give Him praise when we sing and when we pray and when we serve and when we give and when we share with those that are less fortunate than us. When we invest in the kingdom, we invest in people's lives. We bring Him glory. And it brings us fulfillment because it's the purpose for which we're created. And Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to rob. And he goes, no, don't do that. Come over here. Spend your time right here. It's about you. And we do what we want. And Thanksgiving's a great example it's turkey time, and so we eat. And because it's good, we think, I need some more. And, I, oh, I'm just going to get more and more and more. I'm so stuffed. I can't have any more. Oh, dessert. Oh, that pie's great. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, chocolate strawberries. And I'm sticking it all in my mouth, and I'm stuffing my head, and I feel awful. And I, I don't feel thankful at all. I feel sick. Because I've made an idol out of the food, and I've just thought, if it's good, if it's good for me, and I want it, then I'm just going to consume it on myself. And I leave there just thinking, why did you let me eat all that? I'm sick. I don't feel good. I'm just going to lie here and watch football. Because I don't feel good. Sounds like an idol to me. And... And were we really fulfilled? Hey, I'm not against eating turkey. I'll, I'll eat too much too. I'm right there with you. Okay? I'm just using that as an example of our... I'm just using that as an example of how we think if we can just get it for stuff, if we can just get enough, if we can just get more, then we'll be happy. When in reality, we'll be sick. And we'll hate ourselves tomorrow. And we'll talk about working out and we won't do that either probably. As a matter of fact, the next day we'll go in that refrigerator and we're going, is there any more of that left? Rather than saying, God, thank you. I'll tell you what, if we were in Haiti where those meals come in, they're going to get a sack of beans and rice. Boy, wouldn't we have a whole different perspective. We ought to be so grateful that we even get that opportunity. It ought to make us stop and think, no matter what's going on in your life, I bet you Thanksgiving you have something to eat. And I bet you it's not beans and rice. That's your occasion. All right. <laughs> Tremble before him, all the earth. The world is firmly established. He cannot be moved. Let the earth rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nation, the Lord reigns. Let the sea resound, all that is in it. And let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then the trees of the forest will sing and they will sing of joy before the Lord. For he comes 
to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord for His good and His love endures forever. Cry out, save us, O God, our Savior. A prophetic word. Save us, Lord, our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to Your holy name, that we may glory in Your praise. Praise to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And then the people said, Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. You may be sitting here thinking this morning, well, I'm just not very happy right now. It's hard for me to be thankful because I wasn't one of those people that stand. It seemed like everybody else gets to stand but me. And and maybe that's where you are today. Maybe maybe you're kind of trapped, you feel like. And when you think about your future, all you can envision is that it's just going to get worse. And so what you do is you say, I'm just going to start acting like it's going to be worse. Matter of fact, I'm just going to start living out the worst case scenario. And the problem is, when you do that, that's exactly what will happen. But if you can trust in a God like Job did, Lord, though you slay me, I will trust you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Who gives and takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust that you are the God of the universe and that you can redeem all things. That you can redeem my circumstances and that you will ultimately use this time in my life for your glory. Whether it be financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally. God, that you will use this time. And God, that... There will be a day where I will give thanks and praise and I will say, God, thank you for what you did. Thank you for the way that I grew. Thank you. And God, I'm going to choose to believe that you can redeem things. It doesn't mean that I will get this yippy skippy smile. It doesn't mean that everything will go away and my my husband will act perfectly. My wife will quit spending money. My kids will be completely grateful and thankful. It's not what it means. Guess what? They still got to live with you, okay? We're all sinners. But it does mean that God still is going to work and He's going to move. And you're going to choose to believe it and say, God, I know you're doing things around me. And I want to get in on that. I want to be thankful for what I do have. I want to be thankful that I do have a place to live. I want to be thankful that I do have food. I want to be thankful that I do have an opportunity to make an impact. God, I want to praise you. I want to thank you. And I want to offer you thanksgiving for this is the purpose for which I was created. And as David 3,000 years ago produced this psalm of thanksgiving, God, today I want to be about singing your praises. Lord, when I come to your table this morning and I receive to the table of the elements of the cup and the bread, God, I want to do so with a heart of thanksgiving. Though my heart may be breaking over someone or some situation, God, I want to tell you thank you and that I believe. And when I hold up that bread, I'm saying, God, I believe. I trust in the risen and the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I trust you. I believe in you. And I believe that I am a part of your body. And I believe that you are working to redeem my life and my circumstances. And I trust in you. When I hold that cup, I say, Lord, I believe. I believe in your grace. That more than covers my sin and my inadequacies, my fears, my failures. I believe. And I believe that your blood has forgiven me. And I believe that your blood not only forgives, but it redeems. And that will create a new life ultimately for me. 
I believe these things because you are the God of the universe. Do you believe that today? Are you thankful today? Are you grateful today? I want us to just take a moment and pray and then we're going to receive communion. For just a moment, would you stop and pause and give thanks to God? Just thank Him. Don't ask Him for anything. Don't lament. Just thank Him and praise Him for who He is and for what He's doing and for what He's going to do. Give Him praise. Give Him praise that He's going to make all things right ultimately and that you're going to be given a new life, a new creation. That is a promise that's made to us one day. And we are just working toward that new life, that new earth. We are building muscle. We are building praise. We are storing up treasures as we go through these days, thanking Him and praising Him. Praises and treasures that will be with us for eternity. Give Him thanks.